right, victory in the moment, victory in the moment. We just we talked about we we have the victory. We have the victory because of Jesus, amen. And because of all he is, because of all he went through, all he has done, both all he's done, all he's doing, and all he's going to do. How many of y'all know Jesus is coming back? Yeah. Amen, friends. Yeah, he's coming back twice, really. He even got the he got the rapture, and then we got this the second coming. Glory to God. When we go back to that other series, you can go back to that other. But praise God. But because of all he is and all he's done, we can have victory in the moment. So all we've been learning in this series is all based on Jesus and have a relationship with him. Alright? So today we're in our uh, final segment of Victory in the Moment. Victory in the Moment. Today is part three of three. Part three of three. Victory in the Moment. And today is one of the things we uh, do sometimes uh, as God leads. We have our interactive uh, deep anger session. Our interactive deep anger session because it gives us an opportunity to uh, practice doing the work while we're here in this training lab to then uh, prepare to go out and do it outside the doors. Amen. All right, so victory in a moment today. Uh, let's look at our foundation scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22-23. Again, today is the final segment, final part for this series. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22-23, King James Version. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body uh, be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we understand this from the regular English vernacular perspective, when we see those columns, that means that's more than one thing. Amen. So, like, so, so for example, Odessa's always looking fly. So she has on a jacket column. She has a nice leopard blouse column, and she has on boots column. Now put on virtual blast, but that's a column. That means she has the 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 blouse is separate from the jacket, is separate from the shoes. So we understand that. So that that means there must be some reason these aren't all merged into one thing. Does that make sense? So we are uh, we are a three-part being. We learn that, all right? So we understand God's objective for this series is, based on what we're going to learn, and have been learning, really, is that we don't, victory in the moment includes us not reacting to people and the environment. Not reacting to people and the environment. And instead, that we have the victory in the moment. In the moment. What moment are we talking about? We talk about at 202, at 325, at whatever time of day when those moments arise in our lives when we can do something other than being spirit-led. Because that's that moment. So we want to have victory in that moment. Does that make sense? And then when we get past that moment, then we make it a lifestyle. This is a, a, this is a lifestyle of how we operate. All right, and then number two is to make consistent spirit-led choices. So we want to have a lifestyle with this. We want to have a lifestyle with this. Amen? All right, now. Now, we understood the background. We just got to read the foundation of Scripture. We understood that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. The real part of us is spirit. We connect because we understand God is spirit. That's what the Word says. So God connects with us spirit to spirit. So that being the case, he's not talking to our soul. He's not talking to our body. He's talking to us when God is with us, spirit to spirit. His, when we choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and y'all remember the, the human example we had on the the, the new creation example. We had, we had Terrence up here, uh, and we had Terrence and, and Jamie and Jackie, and we had Marisol coming in as the Holy Spirit. When they got saved, the, the Holy Spirit was then with Terrence as, as Spirit, so Terrence became new. Does that make sense? And so that being the case, so then our Spirit's part of us, if he can, not if, when he connects with God, he's the one who tells our soul what to do. In terms of, hey, so any part of you that's spiritual, any part of you that wants to worship, any part of you that wants to praise God, any part of you that wants to read the Word, 
any part of you that wants to talk to somebody about Jesus, any part of you that wants to pray. That's all the spirit part of you talking to your soul saying, this is one thing we need to do. We want to continue to grow and develop. All right? So that's the spirit part of us. It's that part of the body without the spirit is dead. We got to understand we're a three-part being. All right? Our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. We focus really on the first three, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Now, that's part of us as well. God designed it. Like, he only created us as spirit. But to live, the way God created this world, the only way we can live down here is that we have an earth suit, which is the body. But he also incorporated a soul. So our soul helps us deal with happiness and you know, sadness and anger and all those pieces. All right? and, but also our mind tells us what to think and our will tells us what we want. All right? So that's the soul part of us. And that's fine. We've got to have a soul. And also our body is our five senses. We've got to have one to live down here on earth. That's why God could have done all he did when he was up in the third heaven talking with goals he had for mankind. But he recognized once Adam bit the fruit and allowed the sin in the world that he needed to send someone. Y'all remember this here. He needed someone to, to we can be redeemed back to God. The only way he chose to do it, now God could have created 10 million different ways to do it, but the way he chose to do it was to send his son, Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus had to be, for him to operate and live down here on earth, he had to have a body. Because that's the way God set the system. This, to live, walk around this earth, you have to have a body. So even when angels come down, they come through and they, people visually see them because they're in an earth suit, they're in some type of body. So that being the case, so we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we visit a body. And then we also deal with that flesh part. That's the old, that's the old carnal nature that still wants to rise up every once in a while. And unfortunately, we may still have that. We want to have that flesh until, we, until Jesus comes. But our goal is to die daily. What Jesus said: die daily to those flesh needs. Amen. I said, I discipline my body, bring it to subjection. That doesn't mean you hit yourself. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm disciplining that 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 body, that old carnal nature that wants to sin. We discipline it. Okay. All right now. Now, we understood this is some proof text we had, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, just on review. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Therefore, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We understood that we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we just went through the three-part person of us. The spirit part of us was the part that became new. It became regenerated. When we saw Mary's all hooked up with parents, uh, well, spirits would be one of the other people that like to. I'm talking about Mary, Mary, right? All right, so in terms of being hooked up, so Marisol was the Holy Spirit, and so Terrence, as spirit, became new. Does that make sense? He has a new generated spirit. So that's a good thing. But our body and our soul didn't change. So it's the spirit part of us that got renewed, and our body and our soul didn't. But that's, so, so from that perspective, we're walking around with the spirit part of us that's renewed, connected to God, and our soul and our body hadn't changed. But the goal then is to hear from the Holy Spirit and then help regenerate and renew the soul so that our minds change from the way we used to think and do things. So that being the case, our soul is being developed. Does that make sense? If we, if we choose. So, our soul, so if you got saved two years ago, it's possible you may have grown and developed some things in the Lord. So, all right, so let's just say, you might have been taking it to the head. You might have been drinking every day. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But then you learn, wow, okay, we'll, we'll do a series on should Christians drink. We'll talk about that. All right, so that's a whole other series. But in the meantime, we look. So you might have been taking it to the head, and all of a sudden you learn, oh, okay, my body is not my own. 
maybe this may have some impact on my body over time. And I learned that me being alive, God wants me to do some things. So part of being down here is we want to be in health. So that being the case, so now over time, your spirit is giving you scriptures and you learn, okay, maybe I need to stop doing this or stop doing this so much. And you continue to grow and develop. And now you might be in a place where your soul doesn't want the Rio no more or the, or the Colt 45. Oh, Lord. Talk, oh, that's my tear. I took it to the head with the cold 45 and the ball and all that stuff. But then my mind got renewed. That makes sense what I got saved. Oh my goodness. Blue, oh, I ain't taking it back. Anyway. Alright. So my, my, my point, my point is, look. But that's the process. And it's ongoing. Because God will, in His love and His grace, and what God wanting us to develop, He will, as you grow in an area, and you're like, oh, I got it. One, you gotta hold one and keep doing it. And then you're gonna unveil something else. You're right. Another area you gotta grow in. You're like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. That's a good thing, because he doesn't want to leave us where we were. He wants us to grow and mature. Amen. Alright, praise God. So we understood that our goal, the goal rather, is to be spirit-led. Because we've made too many decisions. We as all of us have made too many decisions post receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior in terms of making decisions being led by our soul or our flesh. And we have to minimize slash get to the point where we eliminate that and always be led by the Spirit because that's the one that's being, that's connected close to the God. Amen? Alright, now, then we learn some how-tos. Well, how do we do that? Hey, look, anything you, okay, anything you have a desire for, going to God should always be it. So, if you have any question about something or you want something, consider making a goal and lifestyle change to always ask God. Go back to the go back to the series where we talk about um, um, biblical <laughs> Jesus. The uh, I was say ABC's the faith, I'm the name of the actual series. Um, <laughs> Biblically guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Biblically guaranteed. So I'm afraid a little. Go back to YouTube series. Uh, but we go, go the ABCs of faith. And we got to make sure that we are, anytime you want something, that you ask God. Because if not, we can get to the point where we think we can just do things ourselves. And whether it's small, you like, oh, I don't have to ask God for that. You know. So, but if it's something you want, that means in part you either don't have or you don't know. So that's been so that being the case, so if you, you want a new lawnmower, yeah, you can just go to the store. You know, if you got now God's now God will give you wisdom. So you, okay, so if you already bless you, if you already give you a piece that you have the money in the account to go get the loan for it, you got a piece from the like, Lord, go do it. But make sure you always connected with the Holy Spirit, you know, you want to make sure you ain't just outside doing stuff. But if something you want, you don't have, make sure you ask God. So in this particular case, if you want to learn how to be spirit, then you got to make sure, make sure you ask God. But make that a lifestyle. Don't only ask God for certain things and the other things you don't ask Him for. That's our Father. He loves us. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Just, just a consideration. Oh, faith in God will be looking guaranteed results. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Faith in God will be guaranteed. I want to give you the whole official text. Uh, all right. So you reference Psalm 121, 1 through 6, Psalm 84 and 11, and Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Right? Number two, we learn we have alert, quiet mind. The alert, quiet minded. Oh man. 
Yeah, the pastor went through some tests this week on this particular series. Yeah, there's a couple opportunities, yeah, three of them in particular. That's that. Now, I'll be honest, be transparent. I didn't do, do I didn't, I, that's what I did not do good on two of them. I'm just, I'm just being transparent. And we had a little series. I'm a pastor. Guess what we all have to continue. We're going to do it. Other one, praise God, God knocked out the part. But then right after I messed up on those other two, got me, got me right back in. Then the of the Holy Spirit got me right back on track. You know what I mean? But look, we got to be, but what happened was, in the moment, I allowed my flesh to kind of start rising up. You know what I mean? Now, it didn't go too far, praise the Lord. But the thing was, I had to, because I didn't, I didn't take time to be alert, quiet, minded, instead of reacting, just hear from the Holy Spirit, and spiritually respond, and not emotionally react. Does that make sense? Well, we got to make a lifestyle of that. Let's look, look at, uh, we can reference 1 Peter 5 and 8, 1 Kings 19 and 12, uh, John 10, 4 through 5, and Isaiah 55 and 3. We got to take a moment, because when those moments happen, it's easy for us to want to just react. But well, we gotta just take a moment, as they say, what they say, take, what mom would they say, take a beat, <laughs> take a beat, and it's here with the Holy Spirit, like, okay, what do you want me to do? Okay, cool, and it might be nothing. Cool. He's he leave me driving. Or he might be, say this in this way, or take a, take a minute and say it another way, or do it. Okay? So we gotta take time to hear from the Holy Spirit, because we learned before, he's gonna speak in a still small voice. He's not gonna be out there, you know, loud. All right, now, number three, you learn that we always have to be learning the word and then you're doing it, okay? When it says we just learn, if we only know one scripture, do the one you know. And that being the case, then, and then just commit in your heart and say, okay, I want to begin, because I'm, I'm now a Christian, I want to learn what it means to be a Christian. So let me open up the instructions, then we'll find out how to be a Christian. So let me learn some more scriptures and then do those, and then learn some more, all right? So, you know, good stuff, good stuff, all right? Now, do we have, um, uh, 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 number four, all the time, identify the moment where you are. And it, that, you, you will see yourself and say, all right, whoa, 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 who was leading there? Who was leading there? You know, and then, and then you, if you see your flesh rising up or one of those emotions, you got to say, you got to speak back to it. Speak to yourself? Yeah! Yeah, because that's that, that's that flesh trying to rise up or that's that soul trying to lead. When it's not supposed to, you gotta say, oh, nobody's born against me, I prosper. I can do all things you pray to trust me. And you may say, people may look at me, I don't care. You shouldn't care either. This between you, between you and God, you always look for that eternal reward. Check, good, good job, Terry. You did it right in that moment. Yeah. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And number five, we said awareness. This will allow you to be aware of where other people are, too. Because a lot of times, we react to people because of what they do. That doesn't make us perfect. But sometimes people will say or do things and then we react to them. But we're, if we're, if we're following these steps and being spirit-led, we'll say, oh, wait, 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 wait. They're being led by their soul right now. They're being led by the flesh or something like that. So that helps me to hear clearly from the Holy Spirit how to respond to that person yeah. and not just go down where they are. You know what I mean? Because we know people go out to the dish. We don't have to go out to the dish with them. You know what I mean? You know? So we, and we learn. The whole give a piece of my mind, that ain't, that ain't biblical. That's one of the things we gotta leave behind. I know it felt good. Your flesh feels good giving somebody a piece of your mind. It does. Doesn't be wrong with you? Oh my goodness. But now we're not renewing our mind thing to say, oh, wait, the word says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Oh, okay, I got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, okay. 
I got to, I got to not give you a piece of my mind, right? Glory to God. All right. Uh, we can reference Ephesians 6 and 12, James 1 and 19. All right. We got a scripture spine, not really sure we have. All right. We went to some everyday examples. So one is an unexpected vehicle repair. Now, that could be an opportunity for worry. You know, you know, you can underline the term unexpected. You know, now if you go back to the series on the kingdom budgeting, you consider, you, you can outwit by the God's wisdom the whole unexpected piece. So what I don't care what salary you make, you make a little line item for what we call, at least what we call emergency. Now, I don't care what your salary is, you could put something in there, whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars. So that when emergencies come, you already got something for it. Now, it may or may not cover all of it, but it, and it, one, it may, and then two, it, doesn't, it puts a dent in it. So it takes the shock out of the enemy to try to get us off. Because you know, the enemy don't want us to stop. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. He don't want you to be a blessing to that kid down the hall. Does that make sense? So you take the shock out of it. But sometimes things just pop up and be unexpected. Well, it's an opportunity for the enemy to bring in worry. All right, so we got, we, we, so the Spirit was renewing our minds along the way and said, wait, 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 let's, what does the Word say about this? Let's look in Colossians 3 and 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So that being the case, when that unexpected, if, and speaking of death will really all, but that person, that the vehicle uh, issue, well, okay, now, now we understand we're not just going to react. We understand this, the Bible says to set our mind on things above. Okay, Father, please, it me what to do. In Jesus' name. And I know the circumstances are going to be seen like they're screaming, wow, because you're on your way to work. You don't want to be late to work. I get the circumstances around, they're going to be like screaming, like, this is an emergency, you here. But God doesn't bring that kind of panic. So he's just like, still, quiet voice, let me give you some guidance. You may have the neighbor giving you a ride or lift or whatever. We got to hear from the Holy Spirit. Hey, if he can give Jesus some money out of the fish, I think, I think he knows how to get people out of situations. Amen. 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 All right. Another scripture context you can reference uh, Matthew 6 and 27, Amplified Version. And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? Worrying benefits nothing. There's no, there's no benefit to worrying at all. None. Like, with a capital N. So we should not, God didn't design our bodies. These bodies that he created, these three-part things, aren't designed to take on worry. Because it, it, physically, it can physically attack itself. Alright? So we can't do it. We shouldn't do that. Alright? Uh, Matthew 6 and 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about the whole things. I'm going to say, you know what? <laughs> hey! That's one of those reality scriptures like, you know what? Don't worry about tomorrow, don't worry about itself. That's one of the directors like, you know what? I'm letting it go. Let me just go ahead and, you know, make this chicken. All right. Uh, Victory in a moment, Romans 8 and 6, New Living Translation. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting your spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You got it? So that spirit, that mind is part of our soul. So we see here a direction to say, look, if we want to continue walking God's peace, we need to let our spirit lead our mind. Alright? Good, good stuff. Alright. Now, y'all ready? Y'all ready for the engagement? Sorry, we're going to our little engagement. Let's just do this. God gives me these pieces every once in a while for certain series. 
uh, so that we can practice doing the word. We, and we know y'all already know you do a little word, not here is only. This gives you another opportunity to engage and practice in here. When you go out, you're going out there too. Amen. All right, now, so here's the scenario. All right, so you go to return an item at the store because it didn't properly work, and you're told by the customer service staff person in an abrasive manner that even though it's written, it's within the return window time, they will not allow it to be returned, and your money will not be refunded. Woo-hoo! Somebody give me an example of an opportunity for the flesh. What would the, what's the opportunity for the flesh right here? What would the flesh do? Rise up and uh, you, know, you want to you know, argue your case and explain why it's better happen the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> to be with the big boy. Like, that's right. He said, so a plus example is, is let, let that flesh rise up, you know, argue your case and, and, and how it's going, how, I mean, oh, word, how it better, I better get my money back. Amen? That's a plus. That's an opportunity for a plus. Good job. That's a good example. Now, so what's an opportunity to be spirit-led? Give me an example. Some of the hard things above. Some of the things above. Some of the things on the earth. Alert, All right. Alert, quiet. The alert, we alert, quiet-minded. Because when that person's telling you this, and you're within the, the return window, like Odessa and Tanner said, you got to set your mind on things above, be alert, quiet-minded, and then let the Holy Spirit guide you. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Amen. Good, stuff. good example. Good class. Good class. Here's a scripture text that goes with it, Ephesians 6 and 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against the evil spirits in the heavenly places. Glory to God. So we understand that customer service person, he or she may have had a bad day, whatever the reason or excuse was, but the reality is, it wasn't the person. It was the spirit behind that person presenting an opportunity, like a nice, juicy piece of cake, and that person just took it. Like, okay, I'm going to listen to the enemy. No, you can't have that thing back. It's, it, 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 you know, I don't care. You're getting your money back. Does that make sense? So we got to understand it helps us because even though we see the people in the mirror, that's not, we just learned that's not the real us. Well, that person that we're reacting to, that's not the real them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now. Not everyone has yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, so they might be operating a little bit more by being led by, you know, a demonic person. All right. So that's that's another opportunity just to show love. Like, all right, the love we share might help them connect to Jesus. Amen. All right. Good. Good. Good class. Good class. All right. Now another example. Another, another scenario. All right. So you're uh oh uh oh. So you're in the mall. Hey, when me and good thing with dating, we used to all remember this. We will all, we will all, that's what they always, we will often um, go to the mall just to window shop. We will, we will go just to window shop. Wow. I was dating Terrence, I was, I was, I was put my style in it. This is a window shop. You know, we, we would just window shop. But I, I got to admit, I was enjoying it too. We would go to the mall and just kind of walk around window shop. And every rare once in a while we would get something. But oh, it, was, it was part of dating thing. You know, it was kind of cool. Okay, back on track, back on track. All right, right so you're in the mall uh, to pick up one item. And as you're leaving the mall, you see an item on sale that you've been desiring. Okay, so this is this my cursing you out. This is a little different. All right, so what, what's, what's, an, uh, what's an opportunity to be sold-led here? What's the example? What's the example of being sold-led? All right. <laughs> Without hesitation, charge it. Yeah, <laughs> Without hesitation, charge it. Put that foot on, brother. Without hesitation, just charge it. 
Everybody know what she means? Don't you know what I mean? Yeah, she didn't go to mall. You know, you know, that's the one thing you when you went in there for. I'm gonna give you one thing. Got it. And as you're leaving the mall, you're like, oh, I've been peeping and whatever, or whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, you just charge it. Okay, that's an opportunity for the soul. Cause what part of the soul is that? That's emotional. That's, that's being happy. Oh, you just reacting. So it's the thing for my person. Yeah, this is on the other side of the emotions. Like, oh, okay, we're being happy. But it's still an opportunity to be soul led. Does that make sense? That's not bad. You're not robbing somebody. That's kind of positive. They're not wrong for those shoes. But just like, but it's still an opportunity to be soul led. Does that make sense? So what's, what's an example of being spirit led? Okay, I'm good. I'm like, hey, class, go ahead. Okay. Um, hear God on if the purchase makes sense, if it fits in the budget, if you plan financially for it. And don't um, mismanage the word by saying, okay, God gives me the desires of my heart and I desire this so I can get it. But hear God on if it's the right timing for me to step into what I desire. That's what I'm talking about. So here, here, here God, take the moment. Here for the Holy Spirit is one, financially, is is there money in the budget for this extra thing? Um, and then, you know, two, like you said, just making sure we, we we're not you know, reacting and, and then mis you know, misapplying scriptures. Yes, God does give you desires in your heart, but we gotta learn scripture and prosper for a lot of our mind. So let's God gives desires in our heart, it can go with this one right here. But don't Luke 14 and 28, but don't begin until you count the cost. So he'll give you desires in your heart. But he doesn't want you going out and creating all kind of bells per se. Why? Because now we'd be a slave to the to the lender or whatever, right? And we're supposed to be the lender and not the Oh, y'all heard you listen, here we go. And she quoted scripture. Uh, for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? So that's not to say that the when you're leaving the mall that day and you've already gotten you know, your purse or whatever it was, and then you're you're walking out and you're like, okay, let me let me let me get this other thing. Well, God's not saying necessarily saying, no, take your moment, hear from the Holy Spirit, he might be he might be saying not right now. Does that make sense? That make, he doesn't desire that. Or he might be saying, Yep, you you heard from the Holy Spirit, there's money in there, okay, cool. Council's closed, you have a piece about this. Okay, cool. Then he gives you a reason to it. He was saying, hear from me first. Alright? Uh-oh. And if you're married... Oh, yeah, you better call your spouse first. <laughs> there we go! Look, hey, look, look. And we went through this in, in, the, in, the, um, in the series that relates to a heart for generosity. Look, when we are married, we got to make sure... Put all the money in one pot. Praise the Lord, okay? To become one flesh. We don't have different things going, going on and like one spouse doesn't know what the other is making or not. We don't, we don't promote that. But the Bible says when you get married, two become one flesh. So you put all the money together in one pot. Now, the two of you may be in agreement to allow yourself to have your pocket money, but the accounts and everything else should be the same. So like stuff I may do on Jamie's because I'm trying to surprise her. But that's from the agreed upon spending money that I have that we both have. This way you don't get into who, which job is making more money. Who cares? You put it in one pot. Right. 
We never, it, we never don't, don't get into that. Put all your money together on one pot. Determine that you have an equal amount of spending money. And then I'm fine. So now if I'm out and I'm going to treat Jenny to a, because she likes these, the peach perriers. So if I'm going to do that, she's like, all right, cool, that's, that's cool. But something like a, a purchase outside that would go outside of my pocket money, and now go into this, oh, no. Hey, sweetie, what you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to be in agreement. Bob's living in two agreement on earth about anything they ask or something about Bob's exactly, all right? All right, so now, so another example, another example. All right, so now, your cousin. Your cousin, who also has kids the same age as your kids, uh-oh, asks if your kids can come spend the night. I can't say nobody hitting the person out. Your cousin, you know, has kids the same age as your kids, asking your kids to come spend the night. Ooh, oh, oh, I go down the road here. I right, so what? What's an example of being sold with? Oh, yeah, so just let them go. Anybody else? Look, this ain't, this ain't about condemnation. This is an opportunity for growth and development. What do you say? Not considering what you would consider if it wasn't family. Like taking the same precautions and understanding the same risk exists in your family and outside. There you go. He hit up the part two. So everybody hear that? He said, look, not treating it as if we don't have to do the same type of research or, or conduct the same thing in terms of hearing from the Holy Spirit as you would for somebody else. Does that make sense? And we just automatically do it. That's an example of being soul-led. Because we have those family ties. That's my family. That's my cousin. That's my sister. That's my uncle. That's whatever. Jesus said this a couple times. He said, I, I didn't come to bring peace. He said, I came to divide. He didn't stop there long. He said... Daughter to daughter-in-law, brother to brother. Look, so he said, I'm not about this family piece from that perspective. He said, I'm coming to divide the line between those who choose to receive me as Lord and Savior and those who don't. So we have to get to the point where even when it comes to family, that doesn't mean we don't love them and, and everything else, but these are your kids. we got to take time to hear from the Holy Spirit each time. And even if you oh, any of you were led two months ago, this time, here again. Because the Holy Spirit may say no this time. Even though you may have done it two times before. You you have to hear from the Holy Spirit. You've got to have a peace about it. Because the unfortunate reality is there have been I'll just say from what I've heard. Over the years, I've heard of more instances where kids have been inappropriately touched. I've heard more instances where they've been family members than people outside the family. And then the next category I've heard more of, they were friends of someone that came over to the family member's house. I've actually heard less other than the news of people outside, just random people. And you all may have different hearing, you may have heard different stories, but that's unfortunate, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. We gotta hear from the Holy Spirit. Don't give nobody a pass. I don't care who it is when it comes to your kids. You gotta take time, be spirit-led. Don't ever take anybody for granted. And if and if we've done that in the past, guess what? Praise God, nothing happened to your kids. Start fresh and new today. 
So it's not about condemnation. It's about saying, all right, because we all got to grow. Does that make sense? All right, cool, cool. Let's look at some proof text. If any of you lacks wisdom, uh, James 1, 1 and 5, New King James Version. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So we got to ask God for wisdom. Please tell me. Yeah, cousin, cousin so-and-so seems nice. Oh, she may or may not be a Christian. You still got to ask God. Don't just take it for granted for that either. Because, you know, they, they, might be, they might be in the process of ministering to somebody and have them come over. And you don't want your kid to go to the bathroom and they ministering to somebody who may or may not be a believer who happened to come over to the house one day just to watch a football game and they happen to go to the bathroom upstairs. Yeah. Then that wasn't your cousin's intent. That's why you gotta hear from the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. Same thing with uh-oh. See now now I'm one of the kids thing, James. Said you were parties. Yeah. And same thing with letting your kids spend the night over places. Take your time. Hear from the Holy Spirit. Don't don't take it for granted. Yeah, it might be a nice little uh, eight-year-old birthday party. Seems cool. Santa, you wouldn't know me and David did. We had to know the people, and we, we would go and check them out first. We would go right to that. We would go and stay. <laughs> How y'all doing? What's up? Can we help? Yep. Yeah, we can we help? Yeah, you know, this is that. You know, and, and as they got as they got older, you still go before they were driving. Go and check it out a little bit. All right, we got we had peace in our spirit. That is, even if the ones we knew, in particular the ones we didn't know, but still went to the same school, then we we, we made out a statement. We would go and still check it out. This is our investment. God has trusted us. These are God's kids. These ain't our kids. These are our, These are God's kids, and we're just being stewards over them. Does that make sense? Yes, our, our love and our emotions are involved, but they're still God's kids. So we have to do all we have to do to hear from God and train them up in the Lord. But far that is, we got we all those well done. We got a category just. I got a category for being a pastor, but I got a separate category for being a husband. I got a separate category just for being a father. So he's going to judge me based on each of those categories. Does that make sense? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, Psalm 37, 23, Amplified uh, Version. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. Yeah. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. Amen. So, as a lifestyle, it's okay to be led by your Lord. When we receive Jesus as Savior, we receive him as Savior because of all he did on the cross to save our lives and all that comes to salvation. But that engagement also chooses that we say, I allow you, Jesus, to be my Lord. I mean, I give you the right to tell me what to do. Yeah. So that being the case, let's make sure in this area of our lives that we continue to grow day by day and being spirit-led. You may have some moments. Like, I had some bad moments this week. Praise Jesus. I got, got, got back on track. I'm just being transparent, so I get it. So we, but we have to continue to have a goal and desire to being spirit-led with everything we do. Because it's all for God and glory. And then, he wants us to share it with other people. Because as we, as we like at number five, we become aware of how people are reacting and stuff like that. It gives us an opportunity to allow God to speak through us to help draw them closer to Jesus 
so that when that situation happens again with them and they get an F on the test, they don't have to react anymore when you do those kind of things. It doesn't mean you have to give them some wisdom about how not to get an F anymore, but it says, all right, you give them some tips about, all right, let's walk through the process now so now you can have a relationship with Jesus if you don't, and if you do, grow in him so that, one, so that when beforehand you do what you got to do, you study as unto the Lord, whether word it be, you do as unto the Lord. So you, you're studying, you're preparing, and you're acting in faith, and glory God, that F may turn to a C, but don't worry, now you don't have to worry, because the peace of God will transcend all understanding about your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So now he knows that. Hey, okay? And this is all based on your growth that you spread to that person. Does that make sense? All right, give God glory. Father, we just 